Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, Lord, who could stand? But there is forgiveness with you, so that you may be revered. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning, more than those who watch for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is great power to redeem. It is he who will redeem Israel from all its iniquity. In the days of King Herod, there was a priest named Zechariah. He had a wife named Elizabeth, but they had no children, and both were getting on in their years. One day there appeared to him an angel of the Lord. When Zechariah saw him, he was terrified, and fear overwhelmed him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, for your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you will name him, name him John. Zechariah said to the angel, How can I know that this will really happen? For I'm an old man, and my wife is getting on up in years too. The angel replied, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. I have been sent to speak to you and to bring you the good news. Now in that very same month, the angel Gabriel went also to the town of Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But Mary, much perplexed by his words, pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, like he said to Zechariah, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. Mary, like Zechariah, said to the angel, Well, how can this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy, and he will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren. So in those days, Mary set out and went with haste to the Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah, and she greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leapt in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. So when I was a little kid, I spent my summer mornings fishing. No boat, no fancy lures, just me, a few worms, a hook, and a small plastic bobber. That all seems light years away now sitting on that dock faithfully waiting, waiting with wonder and expectation for that hidden holy fish to appear. Back then, there were no cell phones to help me kill time, as we say today. Rather, the hours were spent waiting in time every single moment of it, waiting expectantly for that bobber to bob, but also for the sun to rise and the whole world to be born again. So if you're my age or older, you probably remember how much kids had to wait a lot more back then than they do today, how after lunch we had to wait exactly an hour before we could go back in the water. 
We had to wait for our favorite television show to appear on one of three stations, no streaming Netflix or Hulu. We had to wait for the food to cook, no quick microwave meals. We waited until everyone was served, and we waited to dig in before we said grace. And because there were no sweet squeeze tubes, we even had to wait for the ketchup to come out of that glass bottle. You remember those old Heinz commercials? They're holding them upside down while Carly Simon is saying, anticipation is making me wait. Ironically, technology has made us even more impatient here, this youngins. There are 8.5 billion internet searches every day. That's 99,000 searches every second of every day. And according to Google, 50% of those searches are abandoned if a person has to wait more than three seconds for the web page to load. And finally, a recent study found that after 15 minutes of waiting in line, 50% of Americans admitted to being rude to the person on the other end, even if it wasn't their fault. I confess just last week, I realized I was one of those people. I needed a new license plate for my car with new numbers. Therefore, I was required, I was mandated to appear in person at the DMV. As soon as I arrived at the building, I was instructed to wait outside in the cold with a dozen other people until they called my name. And then upon entering the building, I was told to wait again in the pre-check line. And when I finally got to the lady in the little plexiglass booth, she asked me for several forms of ID. And next she handed me a stack of papers to fill out. And she said, when I am finished, to wait in the line once again so she could look them over. So after that third 15-minute wait, she gave me a number and instructed me to go around the corner, sit down in the waiting room, and wait for my number to be called, which I did. With visible annoyance written all over my face, I prepared to wait yet again. And that's when I saw it. As soon as I rounded the corner, I saw a waiting room with people sitting not on folding chairs, Rather, they were all sitting on recycled church pews. Now, if that isn't karma, I don't know what it is. There I was in the DMV during the first week of Advent, sitting on a church pew, waiting expectantly. And somewhere across all the ravages of time, God was laughing out loud. Enter Christmas. Many people don't like to wait for Christmas either. The Home Depot had Christmas trees on display before Halloween this year. And Black Friday, well, Black Friday sales began the Friday before Black Friday. Many children have a hard time waiting for Christmas as well. I was clearly one of them. When I was in the fifth grade, I watched my mother come home with Christmas gifts, wrap them up behind closed doors, and then stack them on the shelf in her bedroom closet. So one day when I was home alone, I decided to take a peek I very carefully unwrapped one of my presents. It was a new car for my electric train set, exactly what I had wished for. However, in that moment, instead of feeling joyful, I actually felt deeply sad. I had destroyed something precious in my impatience. I had destroyed the waiting, the anticipating, and the hope. Hence the Advent wreath. The Advent wreath was invented in 1833 by a German pastor named Johann Wicher. 
Wichern started one of the first Sunday schools, and later he opened a huge orphanage. But this happened. Beginning December 1st, the kids in the orphanage woke up every morning and came running to him and said, Is it Christmas yet? It was the Christmas equivalent of, Are we there yet? That's when Johann got an idea. He went outside, retrieved an old wheel from a cart, and drilled a bunch of holes in it. He then inserted candles, one for each of the 25 days leading up to Christmas. So the children lit one candle each evening, which is how they learned to wait with joyful expectation. So that's what I love about this story that I just read from the Gospel of Luke. After receiving the startling news that she is pregnant, Mary travels to her Aunt Elizabeth's home for support. Soon she would be showing, and the neighbors would surely be talking, and the temple priests would find out, and they would be gossiping, all of them doubting her unbelievable story. In those days, pregnancy out of wedlock was punishable by stoning, So with authentic fear and trembling, Mary leaves Nazareth and seeks sanctuary at Elizabeth's home. When Mary arrives, much to her surprise, she discovers that Elizabeth in her old age is pregnant as well. Over the next several weeks, the two expecting women sat together, and what did they do? They waited. They did not kill time. Rather, minute by minute, they embraced it. Perhaps they knitted baby clothes together. Two women, one older, one younger, waiting, waiting expectantly for God to work out a plan for their lives. This story captures the essence of Advent. Advent is all about waiting for deep time, waiting with expectation for life to be born again, waiting for what I call time within Time. Waiting for time within time. My old friend and poet Jim Finnegan wrote a poem that captures time within time beautifully. He titled it A Loon Diving. And I think of it every single Advent. A rim of raked hills around this lake in Maine Twilight seeping down through the trees, silence and the water still. Then, out of nothingness of mist, a loon appears. Dark and regal, it glides over the surface. The wind hesitates. And the loon dives deep out of sight. The whole world holding its breath in these next few moments. Nothing bad can happen. No child will cry out in pain. The knife won't slip in the hands of the mother sitting at the picnic table cutting apples and cheese. Not a single leaf will fall. Even the traffic up Route 1 idles at the intersection in a long delay between red and green. Behind the convenience store, a girl wearing jeans ripped out at the knees closes her eyes and leans into the expectancy of a first kiss. Church bells caught in the throat of the steeple. A good distance away from where it went down, the loon breaks up through the water, and the kiss and the knife and the child tripping over roots behind the cottage, a tolling of bells over the town, 
cars and trucks rolling again, all of the things that breathe and hum, that break off and die. Everything in the world is as it was, all of it. The evil and the light, all that's both wrong and right, the shining dark and the pitch bright. Advent is all about holding our breath. It's all about expectant waiting, waiting for that deeply spiritual time within time. So let's be honest this morning. We all know how the story ends. We all know that in two weeks from today, Jesus is going to be born again. And we all know that most of us will be in here standing on our feet on Christmas Eve singing joy to the world, right? So this year, instead of rushing to the manger, let's make a commitment together to just kind of take our time. Let's wait expectantly as Elizabeth and Mary did for faith and hope and love to be born again. Let's wait in wonder and enjoy for the hidden holy Christ to break up through the waters of creation, the waters of rebirth.